This is the In Motion Ever Marvelous Malicious Events Podcast. I'm Melanie. Now let's get to it. And we're back. And if you can hear a little bit of rustling in the background, it is because I'm in my car. <laughs> just because sometimes it's just how it is. You know, you're coming to and fro and you want to make sure you get things done and you want to feed the people, which is you. So here we are. Here's my engine roaring. <laughs> All right. So, uh, so I was sitting down the other day and I was coming up with podcast ideas and I thought of one that was actually uh hopefully very relatable to some people who are more like me in the world that are listening. Now, let me take you back to 2000 and uh, I believe it was 2010, maybe 2011. I was a sophomore in high school uh, (laughs) and I had this, this, this amazing Spanish teacher. His name is Senor Klasky, Mr. Klasky. He's like, he's like the coolest guy ever. He's very hip and trendy. He has a wonderful family. I think when I was a senior, he actually, him and his husband adopted their first child and it was so cute, such a big deal. He invited a lot of students to it. He was just one of those like faculty teachers that really like there was a, there was a line of respect and there was a relationship of respect and also of helping and, and just friends. So anyway, I went to his first baby shower. It was really fun. And right now I think they have two or maybe three kids. Anyway, what's nice about Senor Klasky is it was, <laughs> so I believe, oh, no, 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 no. I lied. It was 2011. So in 2011 and 12, two years back to back, I had Senor Klasky and I was even in the Spanish Honor Society. So it, I spent, I spent a significant amount of time in his class. And what was awesome about his class is he set it up this way. There was a very clear structure and very clear expectations from the second you walked in his classroom. When you come in, there are assigned seats that you have in your little like cluster of four tables or desks, whatever, pushed together. And then that is like then your group. In the beginning of every single class, oh, and then you choose like whatever Hispanic type name you want, like um, Esmeralda. (laughs) I don't even think that's a Hispanic name, but like, um, see, I can't even think one. Uh, what's, what's Nacho's girlfriend's name? Encarnacion. I think that was my name because I like Nacho Libre. So anyway, we would address each other in this formal matter. We would speak Spanish. And this is why I learned Spanish so well is because he, he would like dock points if we did not speak the language. So at the beginning of each class, it was expected that we spoke, we talked about our day, we talked about our weekend, we spoke to each other, and there were different things that we did throughout the week. So we would usually, I remember activities were we would listen to a song and we would have the lyrics on a piece of paper with words missing. That was up to us to follow along in the song and see if we can follow along, find the words, think of the word, know how to... Uh, Oh, see, now I'm thinking of this in the Czech language, I don't know, but how to form that in the correct way, not just say to run, but he ran. Does that make sense? So uh, breaking it down, that was one of the things we did on the whiteboard was as always in the same places was uh, the agenda for the day. So we'd say, here's what we're doing. And then I, I don't know if I watched it every single day. I think I started to pick up on this not too long into taking his course, but on the agenda, we would do every single thing on there and we would end like when the bell rang, then that's when class is over. We would never be packing up before. We had such a level of respect that we would 
I almost wanted to be in his class longer because it was fun and it was it was like hands-on um, projects and speaking assignments and like presentations and we had some free reigns to do whatever we wanted so I think one time I had a project and I explained how to be the best babysitter because I was a really good babysitter oh I still am so anyway it was like we wanted to stay in his class he set the expectation that we would not leave we always had really fun activities we would sometimes have parties and they were all very like fun but also structured so here we go (laughs) I'm taking this course for two years in a row We're at year two, my senior year, the big last final goodbyes. Oh, you're a wonderful teacher. I've really enjoyed being in your class, but for him, I really meant it. Uh, So I told him, and I I remember specifically, this was one of the last days I saw him. I said, Senor Klaski, I have really enjoyed your class, and I'm always very impressed that we stick to a wonderful agenda that you have uh, created each day or that you have put together, and I really appreciate the structure that has happened the last few years. You have a very good way that you teach, and I appreciate it. (laughs) And then he kind of, like, laughed, in a sense, and he said, really? Thank you. I really appreciate that. Some days I walk in, and I have no idea what I'm doing until I'm in the classroom. And I thought this was so funny. I had no idea because he was so good at what he did. He had mastered it in such a way that he knew what he had in front of him. He knew how to do it. He just didn't always plan exactly what was going to happen one after the next. (laughs) And he was so confident and he knows Spanish so well. He loves the culture. He loves the language. He loves all of his experience going to Mexico. And um, I don't think he's ever been to Spain. Maybe he has, but... Uh, he was just so confident in what he did and he loved it so much that to me to the untrained eye I had no idea that he had no idea what he would be doing in a day until he walked in and I think I think that attributes to a lot now I don't know how to name this trait but I do think I have it let me explain there (laughs) I feel like I'm sharing one of my deepest darkest secrets uh, and I, it's kind of going to remain a secret after I tell it. I'll tell you why. I have this trait in me that if I show up to a place and maybe I procrastinated. I don't really call it procrastinating. Sometimes I do. But I do things last minute or on the day of. I get my tools and materials together. I show up and I have a dang good time. I make up things on the spot. There's something in me that fires up that's just like I, I'm confident. I, I'm confident. I know I can have a good time with other people. I can... Uh, bring other people into a good time. (laughs) So uh, I was thinking the other day, this is kind of a blessing and a curse. And the reason why this is still going to be a secret is because you probably have no idea the times I've showed up to your party, if you know me personally, that I've shown up and I had something that I was in charge of that I didn't plan all the way out for. (laughs) And I will never tell you when that's happening ever. I have not told anyone. Uh, Still to this day, I have not told people. And I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. If people are expecting, like what I do my best to to do is I know people's expectations. Uh, And of course, if it's like a high, uh, like a nervous client or someone who's just just worried that things are going to be delivered in the way they want, I totally get it. I want them to know I'm going to be working from the minute they start getting nervous, hopefully before, and I'm going to let them know along the way what I'm doing. However, there are so many things like, hey, you want to do this for a baby shower? Or, hey, you want to do this for um, 
I don't know, like, like smaller, simpler things that aren't like, Hey, how about a wedding, a lifetime event you can only do once. So the reason why I say it's a blessing and a curse, it's a blessing because it doesn't mean that I, I don't get very nervous before events because I know that no matter what happens, I am creative enough to on the spot, think of something that still makes it a pleasant experience or fun or whatever the intention of the event is supposed to be. Uh, it's a curse (laughs) because I can sometimes either I can sometimes do, I do get nervous and I do feel like, Oh crap. Like I really, I really messed up this time. I should have prepared more. I thought I could do it 30 minutes before the event, but really like I need an hour. So I'll be late or, you know, I, it makes me sound so bad. I'm, I'm not late to my events. Um, but I hope you understand what I'm trying to say is that sometimes I don't plan enough time out. There we go. I don't always plan enough time out because I feel confident that I can do it in the amount of time that I give myself. It doesn't always happen. Uh, and then another reason why it's a curse is because I, how do I say this? It's a curse because I think this is a maybe a society made or like the stigma with event planners is that they're so planned out. They write every single thing down and this, and I don't fit it in it. And by me sharing this, it may put a bad taste in your mouth. However, if you've ever been to anything I've been a part of, you probably had fun. And I'm confident enough to say that with confidence because I know that it was fun or I know that whatever the intention of the event was, it was met. And hopefully it was far exceeded your expectations or at least a little bit. So, I don't know really (laughs) what the point fully was to this as I'm driving to get balloons for an event I'm going to. Uh, I just know that there are certain traits that we can use to our advantage, but to keep them at handle enough to where they do not become a curse. Either curse constantly or more often than not, it's just not worth it. So, I use this to my advantage and I still do. And for today, for an example, I did not put this as a last minute thing. (laughs) Sometimes balloons are just a last minute thing that you do have to get before so that they're not deflated or discolored or anything else. Uh, But I just thought it was interesting. I was thinking, what, what is a trait about me that you might not know that maybe you might not know about whoever is planning your events or about yourself and use your characteristics for your benefit. And I know you can, I know you can twist it enough to where either you have a mental break of, wow, I'm just like Melanie. I really thought that I really sucked and I'm a procrastinator. However, I know I always do well. So switch that mental break and say, huh, you know what? She's right. Like I do feel like even if I'm not as prepared as my dreams in my mind, I would be when, when someone says, Hey, can you help me out with this? Or I want to hire you for an event. Um, even if it's not like Pinterest worthy, you still you still deliver and you still have a great experience. Not you personally, because it's not always about you as an event planner, because even for tonight where I'm going, I'm going to be in the background. I'm going to help people sign in and I'm going to stay in the background and take notes. I am not going to be in the spotlight at all. And I love it. And um, I feel like I, I sometimes get more out of it because I can see like the eagle eye view of it all. Just think of just really think of what you have in your life. It doesn't have to be in events, but if it's with cooking, sometimes you might not have all the ingredients, but you still make it taste good, right? So use that, use that in different aspects of your life and it can go into events, it can go into your business, it can go into anything else. So love yourself, love your characteristics, because I sure love mine. Thank you.